Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Reliable HVACR live stream slash podcast. Came straight from work. So uh, I see a lot of people in the chat already. Uh, you know, welcome everybody. Steve, Fixer69, Jennifer, HVAC teacher. Appreciate everybody who's here. Special guest today. So I have Matt Showers, also known as the HVAC Grammarian. And uh, let me just bring him on already. Hey man, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Pretty, uh, pretty good over here. Trying to keep sane, you know. Had a long day at work. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I saw in your stories like you basically rolled in there at like twenty five after to get everything set up and get going here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I'll, I'll make it right. But uh, my start time is like eight thirty five. I was like, I, I needed those extra five minutes there, so it's always a little, uh, you know, uh, cushion to, that I give myself there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so just like I said, I'm sure you you know how podcasts work. Do you want to give a little uh, intro uh, to the guys that are watching, everybody listening? And, uh, you, you know, just tell them the field or the part of the field that you're in and, and what you got going on. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, I've been in the field now for about um, 11 years. Um, did a lot of residential and light commercial stuff for the past 10 years. And just recently now I'm working for a train in the manu uh, for the manufacturer train um, doing a lot of chiller work now, some uh, large industrial, large commercial and industrial work. So um, I just been there for about a month and doing you do like startups and commissions um, like some of these other guys out there. So, yeah, it's kind of wild to see what, what I've seen so far. It's, you know, it's a it's a whole other animal. Like I'm working with process chillers and uh, some other stuff. And just a, basically what it, it's kind of amazing to see what comes out of the factory times. It's like, man, how the hell did how in the world did this come out of the factory like that? I mean. It, it's just kind of crazy, but I mean, it's just like we're qual I'm quality control for quality control at this point. It's it's kind of crazy. Oh, okay. um, so, um, but then on top of that, um, like you saw, I saw like in the little intro that you were doing with me there. I do have my own podcast called Trade Therapy, and um, the goal of that is to have tradespeople um, like yourself or whomever else out there to share mm -hmm. any kind of like mental health story that they have, whether it's been like, you know, some kind of abuse or addiction or depression, what have you just almost like in a sense, normalize the fact that, you know, we're all human beings and we all have our own crap that we deal with and to kind of shed this whole, you know, we have to be, you know, macho man and just tough it through and be, you know, just, you know, whatever, we don't talk about our feelings. And it's like, you know what, we need to just kind of, open up and just be like, look, you know, we're all, we're all human beings. We all deal with our own crap. So we just need to be like more, more human and just be more open about that. And just to say, look, you know, this is out there. And if basically it's the kind of way for me to say, Hey, if someone out there is inspired to get some help. Like, I mean, I needed help myself. I dealt with like, I deal with, I still deal with like, like almost like a video game kind of like screen addiction kind of thing. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is with these smartphones. I mean, you were part of that podcast <laughs> I did with Gil I mean, you know, yeah. that's, that was like a big thing. So, I mean, there, I mean, that's the thing. We all have our own crap that we're dealing with. No one is like immune to not having something that's going on in their life. That's like some little thing that's out there. That's not going to cause them to kind of quickly trip up and stumble. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you bring up the whole smartphone thing. And I, I think that's a big uh, deal nowadays. Right. And I catch myself being on my phone too much. And I kind of like, I have the presence of mind to kind of catch myself, but still like, I still don't like how much time i put into you know being on social media or like sometimes i just endlessly scroll because there's you know uh i guess you get bored and and you you lose track of time and that kind of 
you can't get time back. So that kind of sucks. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got um, five kids. So, I mean, that's, you know, there, yeah, there's time, there's time that I've missed with them and it's unfortunate. I mean, especially it's mostly been my older ones that I've missed that time with. And so I, you know, I can't get that back, but at this time, at this point, it's just more like, you know, taking that, you know, basically making the most of what time I do have. Um, but like you're saying too, it's, you know, with social media and everything else, it's, it, it can be such a quick, easy vice. Um, and that's why, I mean, for me, I'm like, I'm only on Instagram. Um, I will never go on TikTok. I got <laughs> off Facebook years ago, um, because whatever, you know, for other reasons, Twitter, in my opinion, is a dumpster fire of a platform to, you know, um, <laughs> so of for me, course, like, yeah. you know, Instagram <laughs> is it. And that, that's all I think. If I go any further, uh, that's just, that's, you know, that right there, that's a slippery slope for me. And that's where it's for me. It's like, I know my limits and that's like where I'm like, nope, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, as far as like the whole social media thing, I have the I have a Facebook going on or my own Facebook. Um, that's just to keep in touch with people because I know that's the easiest way, but I really don't use it. I, I kind of told myself, you know, to stop kind of posting on there. And then uh, Instagram is just more of an HVAC thing. You know, there's a whole community on Instagram. Now, like when I started two to three years ago, it was I got a little backlash on like certain things. You know, people would nitpick at stuff that I would post or, or whatever. And it's gotten a whole lot better. So the whole Instagram part for the most part is, is positive now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of good to be on there just to get, you know, you meet people virtually, I guess, through, uh, through there that you would never meet in, in person, you know, people all over the, the nation, the world. I, you know, I, pe- I have people like that I talk to in Canada and other countries and stuff. And, and that, that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, uh, I mean absolutely. But like I said, when it's when I started it, I did get a little bit of like the whole bullying thing and and whatnot. And um, I tried, I guess I tried. I kept posting and I, I called them out a little bit. And then I had people actually messaging me that that they liked that I stood up, I guess, because they had been posting bullied, and then they got. Um, to a point where they were like scared to post and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, it shouldn't be like that. But oh, thankfully, yeah. thankfully that whole movement has come through. Everybody's just, you know, they have everybody's back. It's all supportive. You know, it's a great community now, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were talking, I was just talking with um, uh, Gary McCready um, about that, a little bit of that. And along with, um, with Brandy Ferentz, who is um, chiller chick. Um, you oh, know, yeah. about that whole about that whole thing and you know with what stuff that he, she's going on with. I mean, it's true. It's like even like you know, HVAC tactical Ben Poole talks about that same thing where it's you know, it's, it's a mindset here, you know, and it's really nice to see like people out there that really take pride in what they do. And yeah, there are those naysayers out there, but what cracks me up too is like a lot of those naysayers hide behind that privacy screen and it's just like, Well, you're <laughs> not even willing to like make your own stuff public, so you know, go away. Like why why should I even listen to you? <laughs> And I've gotten had some of that too, where like I had a, I've gotten some flack for some things. I'm just like, you know what, whatever. You know, most other most you know, as far as you get a lot of these positive comments or positive feedback, and then you just get like a handful of naysayers. And I'm just like, you know what, you naysayers, whatever, forget it. <laughs> yeah, and even Ben with the, I like what he did was great with the whole uh, award show and you know bringing people together because uh, you know I went out there to the HR and stuff and. I, I was in a room and I got to talk to so many uh, different people that, you know, take pride in stuff, you know, like Jeff Jadem, uh, Mike, Michael Flynn, uh, Mike oh, man, Mayberry, yeah. you know, all those guys. It was really cool to see them in person and, and get to talk to them, uh, pick their brain a little bit, you know, and even Ben gets, you know, 
stuff for having an award show like you know how dare he and, and this and that so uh <laughs> everybody gets it but you know just keep on going oh yeah and i had to laugh because i because you know i just saw a, a post from uh somebody from one of my like from my, one of the suppliers in this area and they're like look you know here's for someone that you know took this award for for sales or whatever and i and i sent it over to ben because that's <laughs> the whole reason he made like, the tactical awards and i'm like look it's it's one of these sales awards and he he was just laughing because he i know he hates those he just thinks they're so dumb i'm like yeah you can sell all you want but does the stuff actually work properly like are you you know is, are you just like selling stuff and then just slapping in people's homes and calling it done or whatever so yeah it, it's funny yeah, I think Ben is helping, you know, bring, bring the whole pride uh, thing forward where people are, are trying to work hard and put their best work out there. Because like you said, like the, the awards that we had, you know, around the supply houses or, or whatnot, different companies, it's just who sells the most or who does, you know, sales better. So not a big uh, person on sales. I, I, I'm a repair first guy. I don't like to push sales if I don't have to. So. Uh, definitely respect what Ben's doing over there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like to make, I mean, for me, my, at this point too, I mean, I make two, um, you know, I make recommendations. That's what I always like to say. You know, you make these recommendations. I mean, and yeah. if it leads to, and if it leads to somebody, then it's make, then if it leads to you kind of making a sale, well, that's fine. But that's because you're making a recommendation based on, you know, here's this evidence that you present to people and say, here's why I think you should do this or at least consider this. And then that gives them time to at least ponder and think and you and say, you know what? Yeah. So, you know, this person's making really good point. This, you know, it's educ it's not, it's backed up with, you know, with facts and evidence. It's not just saying, you know, like I see some people here saying like extortion and whatnot. Yeah. It, that's just it. You know, it's, you know, these people are just like, Oh, you need a new system because they just come up with something on the, you know, on the fly, you know, like, Oh, you need, you know, you're, you have a refree on leak. You need a new system. It's, 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 it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I talked to some guys who who do work for like a residential company, and they they you know they make good commissions and stuff. But these guys at least are honest about it, so they're like, yeah, uh, we give them both options. So like they don't push either one, the sale or the repair. It's like you know you give the customer the option to do it, and uh, what they like what he told me was like you're a hack if you're not offering both. Like, yeah, if you don't mm -hmm. like to, if you don't like to sell equipment, that's fine. But if you want to, you know, be a good technician, you got to do both. So like, yes, you, it can be repaired, but should they be, you know, considering a new unit around like 15, 20 years, possibly, you know, especially if there's a whole bunch of issues with it. Um, so just, you know, just give the customer the option. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the main thing is just you, know, you got to give those people options and i've done that in the past um not so much now i mean i haven't got i'm still just still learning kind of like how things operate being working for a manufacturer now and being you know in the in this commercial you know heavily commercial sphere you know i know that, that that's a whole nother animal there for me but in the past yeah where it was like you know if it was like look you know we can repair this absolutely but you know is it going to be worth a, a worthwhile investment of your money and i would you know a lot of times i'd say look it's going to cost you more to get a new system, but that's going to be your best long-term investment. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you have a, a podcast. So if you guys listening or watching did not know, Matt has a, a podcast called trade therapy, where he goes over all of that kind of side of the trade. you know, the whole um, stress frustrations, uh, how you deal with them, even addictions. You know, some people have the, uh, overcome addictions, you know, I think you and Gil, 
uh, have talked about that before. Um, you, Gary, and uh, like you said, Chiller Chick, uh, Brandy. I listened to that one recently, and that was a good one too. Um, I have actually talked to her recently, and it's it's a shame of uh, what she's going through, and that's kind of a that's kind of a whole thing, you know. The women in the, in the trade, uh, they get. I don't I don't know if it's a bad rep, but like it's a touchy subject, I guess. And what they go through is, yeah, I think way worse than any, anything that we could. But whether it's bullying, harassment, I think everybody kind of deals with that kind of stuff in the workplace. And it's not okay. Like it needs to, it needs to change. And I think Brandy's doing a good job of uh, bringing that to light. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like she said, it, it, it could be other women that are going through it, but she's also had men that have come, come to her. And like I said, even me, I had messages that they post online, uh, they get bullied or it happens in the workplace. And it's just, like I said, it's not okay, but it's okay to talk about it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that was the whole thing. Um, one of my things with that was like, I know she's coming at it from like her angle with being a woman in the trade. I mean, she's been doing it for 18 years now, as she said, and you know, I've had, and I've had my own experiences where I had, where with my last company there, we had some young helpers and they seemed like they were pretty decent, but because of the way that the, uh, I guess I'll say like the senior guys or like the journeyman or whatever you want to call them, um, just like we're being, we're treating them like that. You know, they were basically doing that kind of like abusive behavior where it was just like, you know, they're just belittling them downright, like bullying them. And Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, and they ended up leaving to go work for somewhere, someone else because they just, got fed up with it and it's a shame it's like you know we're trying to find these young people to kind of take over this generation that's retiring but at the same time when they're put in these environments that are toxic you know who wants to stick around for that i mean absolutely um yeah i mean yeah it's yeah it's it's supposed to make us uncomfortable that's just it too it's like you know it's you know that that's just it we need to talk about it um and i think that's Mm -hmm. why like i made i mean you probably saw maybe i just made like a story and i basically tagged like every at least a lot of the bigger accounts, bigger podcasters out there just saying like, look, you know, you guys have a bigger voice in this. Like I'm just one small person in this. I mean, Gary's got a bigger following of course, but I mean, you know, there's other bigger accounts that have other things like, look, you all, like we all need to like basically kind of, I think in some way address it. Um, there was somebody I talked with, um, Andy Mickelson. Um, he is, does um, uh, a podcast with Eric on who's mechanical hub. And he says, okay. like, you know, as part of their union, you know, he's part of the un- plumbers union out in, out in Montana. And he goes, yeah, we, we squash that pretty quickly in this in the union. So, I mean, it, it kind of depends on where you are. It may even depends on, you know, what kind of work environment you are within your company, within a union, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's this is something that totally needs to be addressed because, yeah, you know, these young people might be coming into it. But at the same time, though, they're not sticking around because they're getting, you know, they're just like, this is ridiculous. I don't I don't I'm not going to put up with this kind of uh with this kind of abuse and that's what really what it is i think i think that's what it is because because it's they say you know the the new kids or whatever uh, they're not tough enough but it's really they just don't want to put up with it uh and then like people say that we don't have or we have a shortage of techs but we need to make sure that we're taking care of them too um i run a business and a lot of it falls on on the business owners as well uh, making sure that they have a good work environment. That's something that we do uh, or that we take seriously too. Uh, even though we're, we're super small, like we don't have a, a fleet or anything. We're just uh, five of us, but we make sure that we uh, check in on everybody 
make sure everybody um, is in a good state of mind. You know, we kind of take all that into consideration. Uh, people that are overworked tend to make mistakes, uh, tend to cost you money, and uh, that's not good for anybody. So, you know, we we don't like to overwork our techs. We don't, we you know, like I said, we, we check in on them. I, I'm learning all that from my dad because he's the one that, like actually started the business mm-hmm. even though he does even though he does uh the hot side you know he does cooking equipment and stuff like that uh technically you know it's it's his business and i'm learning from him how to be with all these guys like all the techs that he has you know uh checking in on them calling them uh making sure everybody has help when they need it uh the strain that we put on our body and mind is pretty great and not a lot of people uh, think about it or they think they have to tough it out and just get through the day, which I had one of those days today. It it, it happens, but um, you got to listen to your body, too. And you got to, you know, take I tell people, take your little breaks if you need them. Take a minute to relax. Uh, you're going to have headaches. You're going to get overwhelmed at times. Uh, you need to listen to your body and kind of be in a good state of mind when you're doing um, this kind of work. Any little slip up or accident could be, you know, dangerous too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of it, um, I think I was talking with someone else and this is another one of the episodes in some way um, was um, Scott Klein, who's um, HVACer. Um, He lives not too far from me. He's about an hour north. I live in Harrisburg area in Pennsylvania here and he's up a little bit north. But we're talking about the fact that, you know, in some ways you have to put limits or at least realize what your limits are and also like put up boundaries because in this field, in this trade, in any trade, really, in these, like in the service industry, you know, whether it's like yourself working primarily like in the food sector, or even for me working in say, like, I, I might have to deal with like some processed chillers or whatever. There's a, there's got to become a point where you're just like, look, like, you know, you know, I've, I've hit my limit. Like I can't, I can't go any further. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like getting to the end of my rope. You know, I, I need to just kind of like take a step back and, and take that mental rest or that break, or just basically say, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm tapped out. I can't do any more today. You're going to have to like wait until tomorrow or something like that. I mean, and I had, I've had a situation like that where someone didn't have heat. Um, and I was doing this major, um, doing this major repair. And then it came down to it. There was like a small thing. It was a geothermal system. Um, and it turned out like the, I got done repairing, um, like it was like an indoor coil got done with everything, but then it turned out that the water valve wasn't working properly. And that wasn't part of the quote. And this guy had been without heat, I know, for at least a week. And then he tried to kind of like guilt trip me and say, well, can't you just fix it? And, you know, couldn't you just stay an extra hour? I'll pay you cash, this, that. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude, this was not part of my quote. Like someone will come back tomorrow and take care of it. But, you know, this is, you know, I've, I've reached the end of my allotted time, essentially. And I felt bad. But at the same time, it's just like, like, you know, yeah, OK, you might not be having heat or whatever, but you've been dealing with this for at least a week. Meanwhile, like I've got my family at home that's waiting for me to get there, you know, and that's that's just it. You know, so that's where I, you know, that's where I kind of put that that my boundary up for myself. And I even called someone. I said, you know, am I in the wrong here? Or did I do the right thing? And the guy was like, no, nope, you did the exact right thing. Like you got to have like, those boundaries where it's just like, look, you know, again, I'm a human being. I have my limits. And that was like, nope, I, you know, that was the boundary. And I didn't want to cross it. Uh, limits are uh, important because, like I said, it it you won't be thinking clearly. You won't be uh, you'll be making mistakes and, and it's going to end up costing you. It's happened to me plenty of times where I try to work through 
like a situation like yours, like where I'm really trying to get, you know, the unit or whatever I'm working on back online and then something else happens or, you know, something goes wrong and it's like, you know what, um, if it's like the end of the day or if it's like into the night and I've been working all day, I'm sorry, but I'll be back tomorrow or somebody will be back in the morning uh, and we'll get it going. Or if it's something, cause I deal with a lot of uh, refrigeration. So if they, if, if it's an emergency, I'll just have somebody take over for me or something like we figure something out at work uh, mm -hmm. to where we can do that because I've learned the hard way that once you start getting burnt out, it, it's never a good thing. And I'll probably make it worse than actually like fixing it or I'll go home like uh, not in the right state of mind. And sometimes I have to drive a long way home. Like there's, there's different scenarios and, um, like Jennifer says here, work and life balance is important. You got a family to go home to and you got, you know, kids and, and different things that matter more to you than, you know, sticking around, trying to get all this extra work in. Um, so I think balance is a good thing to remember. It's it's a work balance, a life balance. And then it's it always goes back to the state of mind that you're in, uh, mental health, you know, that type of stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and then to answer one of the questions I just see that I saw over here from um, from 101 HVAC 101, um, I actually for my addiction, um, speaking of like that mental health thing for that with that addiction, um, I actually did end up going to therapy. Um, I actually found a therapist, it was just that, you know, I had reached a point where it's like, playing video games, specifically mobile games, was mm -hmm. just, um, it was just too much. It was too much. Like I would get, I get sucked into these, you know, these, you know, these, these freemium games and then I'd start playing them and I thought I could get overcome it. And it got to a point where my wife was about ready to, to kick me out of the house. Um, you know, and I've made, and that's, that's no secret. I mean, uh, that's like my very first episode is basically saying, here's why I did this and here's what my own journey in, in mental health. Um, and so it's, that's been about, um, it's been close to a year now. I mean, I'm not like saying I'm sober, but it's more like, I've just kind of realized like that's I can't play games like I just can't play um, like, you know, if there's any kind of game, I can't download it onto a phone. If I'm playing games, it's with my kids playing a board game. You know, I've got some board games that are right above this little cabinet above my head here, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, and so that's, you know, for me that there again is just like kind of like I need to, you know, when I get home, it's almost like I tried to I tried to turn off like not not turn myself off, but like, you know, detach myself from any kind of like screens or whatever so that way I can be more present with my family and everything else. So yeah, that's, that was what I ended up doing was actually went to a therapist for about, um, it was like about three months, um, that I was, you know, doing it online. And that's the other thing too. That's so great. Um, with, um, with, you know, with, with, with this technology and even kind of with COVID too, is like, you know, it's not very, it's not very difficult to find a therapist if you feel like you need that, because you can do these things online. Like there was a therapist I found that was like an hour away. Was I driving an hour, you know, basically in two hours round trip to this guy's physical office? Oh no. I mean, I was doing basically what, you know, what you and I are doing right now, online, webcams, microphones, what have you, the whole nine. So it was like, he, you know, it was like, it was like I was there, but I wasn't physically there. And so that yeah that was that was it that where i just kind of reached for me was like i reached kind of like a low point and it was just like you know what i i can't fix me i need someone mm -hmm. else to kind of come in to help me like i don't it's almost like i think ben and i talked about this but it's almost like you know you go to a job and you don't have the right tools you know you're trying to fix something 
you think you can fix it, but you don't have the right equipment. You don't have the right tools. And you need to call someone in and say, hey, I need some tools. I need these tools to help me out. And they're the ones that, that kind of provide you that sort of those tools to at least allow you to fix the problem to kind of I mean, make an analogy within our field. And mm -hmm. so that for me is what really helped um, to help kind of ground me. And then um, for me daily, you know, I've said this to Gil, to, you know, to Gil on Gil's show as well. It's like, for me, my faith is very important. And that's what kind of keeps me grounded as well as like having a daily um, routine of prayers, um, some kind of uh, spiritual reading, that sort of thing. Those things are, are what keep me grounded and just kind of keep me kind of in that sense on that straight and narrow, not trying to veer off of that path, you know, because otherwise it'll, it'll just, it'll be a bad thing. And it's just, and I've been there and I don't want to go back. Exactly. Um, and I know I've heard um, your podcast uh, talk about it. I've heard uh, Ben when he talks about these kind of things on his where it's like, it's okay to reach out for help, whether it's therapy, um, even whether it's mental or physical, because he's talked about going to like a chiropractor and, and things like that to get his body right. And then about going to therapy to get your mind right. And it's, it's, you know, it's not one or the other. It's always both. You got to make sure your mind is right. Your body's right. Um, you know, you got to look out for yourself. And I've been trying to do the same thing too. It's, it's like, you know, you have a balance of life and work. I used to just work all the time. I used to work nights, uh, weekends, and I, you know, I love what I do, so I didn't mind it, but I, I got buried in it too. And I, I've seen some people in the, in the chat talk about trying to separate work um, or turn it off like like when you get out of work and it's very hard for a lot of us that do this you know you go home and you and you start thinking about the call that you did or um, other stuff from work and it's it's hard to turn it off but I think once you figure that out or you can get some separation there that helps a lot too um, and even me like like I said I we run a business uh, it's kind of hard to turn it off but I've kind of figured out how I can mentally just block it out a little bit, uh, enjoy, you know, time with my family um, and just not be about work like 24 seven. Mm -hmm. Well, that for me is one reason why I don't think I'll ever personally, I don't think I'll ever start my own business just because I know that that's not what, that's not really one. Like, you know, I'm not that person. I'm not that kind of driven person to do that. And also like, it's not, it's, you know, that's a lot of work. I mean, it is, it is a, I mean, I hear from, I've heard from other business owners or whatever that it is just, it is a lot of work. Like you're not work, you work, you know, twice as much doing, trying to run your own business as you do just working for someone else. And so for me at this point, um, you know, that's where it's just like, I, I would, you know, I, I, I appreciate being able to basically, you know, when the job is done for the day, I'm driving home and it's done. Like my day's done. You know, that drive yeah. home, my day's done. You know, I can just, you know, that's like my time to almost kind of, in a sense, like unwind and just kind of almost like mentally prepare that, you know, hey, you know, I'm going home, going to see the kids, going to give them hugs, going to get, you know, see the wife, you know, and do stuff around the house with them, you know, and do like almost like that. And then have like my, you know, essentially like my evening routine with them to, you know, mm -hmm. to focus on them solely, you know. So, um, yeah, again, that, that's again, is in a sense for me realizing like, my own in a limit myself that I already realized for myself, where it's just like, yeah, I'm not in a good place if I were to try to try and do that. I mean, 
I've had that inkling every now and then, but my wife would just be like, no, you, you're not that person. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. I'm not. <laughs> uh, and, and I never understood that when I was younger. Cause I, I went to, uh, essentially my college offered HVAC. So I went to a, a college close by and I noticed that like half of the teachers owned a business and the other half didn't. And they were very adamant that they, that they never wanted to, they were okay with, just working for somebody and they told us you know that there'll be some of you that want to run a business and some of you that don't and i i just didn't understand that at at first i'm like why doesn't why wouldn't you want want to run your own business i always thought that was the end game right now i get it more you know it's it's very <laughs> you know awesome when i hear people say that they you know they turn it off they leave it at work um you know they clock out this and that and then on my end like I said, my dad started the business. So when I started, I had that mentality as well. It took me a long time to want to run a business, to to have that urge, fire, whatever you want to call it, to actually help. Um, now, I'm very good with like computers and stuff. So I helped him, uh, you know, do business cards and advertisement type of stuff and, you know, help mm. him get off the ground. But I was like, you know, I'll go to work. I'll go help. And I couldn't wait to get out. I was always thinking about what I was going to do later. And, you know, I wanted my weekends to myself. And I had that mentali mentality uh, when I started. Like I said, it took me a few years to get into the whole business side and, and actually want to do that. And like with anything, uh, whether you're working for somebody or you're running a business, it's very stressful when you start, I think regardless, right? Uh, if you're working for somebody, uh, I had this talk with somebody recently, um, you know, you're putting in the hours and you're hustling. And like I said, it works, it goes hand in hand also with running a business, you got to hustle, uh, you got to, you know, pay your dues, so to speak. And like, if you're working for somebody, then you once you get that seniority or, or whatever you want to call it, you might have helpers or you might have uh your own schedule, you might be favored on the schedule, you know, stuff like that. And then once you run a business, uh, if you're running a business, it's the same thing. You got to hustle, you know, you want to get all your accounts lined up. You want to get, you're going to figure out and make a lot of mistakes when you start your business. And like where we are right now, I'm very comfortable where I can separate work and home. Um, I'm not working as much as I used to, and I'm fine with that. I, 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 uh, you know, the, the time that I have with my family is, is more important to me at this point. So that's the whole thing, you know, stressful when you start. That's what I always tell people. It's not all like sunshine, rainbow, everything. You know, it's, it's a very tough trade to get into. But I love what do we do and I love uh, HVAC. So I wouldn't be doing any, anything else. But there is other things that come with it. So that's why I, that's why I wanted to have this podcast with you and, and talk about you know, some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I started in this field late. Like, I mean, I, I was, um, you know, I was in my, my goodness, late twenties when I started, when I started this, when I started working in this field, I mean, I have a college degree, um, I worked odd jobs and then ended up going back to school for this because, um, my wife and I sat down one night and realized, you know, we we're looking at our budget and we we're like, look, you know, we're not going to be able to make ends meet if something doesn't change. And for me, it was like, well, I needed to do something because I was just working just these random 
odd jobs, like maintenance jobs, whatever. And so that's when I went back to school for, it was a year long program at a local kind of like a trade school, like career Institute kind of thing. I mean, and it was an, it was a, it was a stressful year. Like my, it was a, not an easy year for, for my, for my family. I mean, it was my, I, I had one kid and my, we were pregnant with my second and, you know, that was a stressful year, but at the same time though, it was more like, you know, if I don't do it now, there's not, there's never a good time, but this is going to be the best time to do it because we only have, you know, one now and then it'll be, you know, two toward the end. But yeah, it was not an easy year, but I mean, obviously now it's I mean, the way I've progressed in this field has just been, it's been great. Um, and a lot of it is like, you know, taking that time to like learn, you know, like to listen to podcasts, like, you know, maybe like yourself or, you know, like Brian or from HVA school, like to listen to these things and to better yourself and just kind of keep yourself going. Um, Cause I got to a point um, before I left for train where um, my boss was my old boss. He would be, if there was a problem at his house or at his, at his parents' house and his, his dad was the one that started the company that um, he was running. If there was a problem at any of one of their houses, he was having me go out there. Um, and that's, I mean, to me, that's like, okay, if, if I'm being sent to the boss's house, I must be doing something right. Um, <laughs> and even earlier before that, like he would be sending me to like his mother-in-law's house. I'm thinking, okay, well, you're sending me to your mother-in-law's house. You must, I mean, obviously, you know, you like your wife, you like your wife very much and you must like your mother-in-law well enough to at least be sending someone that's at least half decent. Um, so that I got to that point too, where it's just like, I became, um, you know, had like that seniority in some way, not as, but just because of, you know, I was just a smart person and I still consider mm -hmm. myself a smart person that just can keeps learning. Um, and it's just, you know, and being reliable. I mean, that's just it. You know, you have to have those character qualities of like, you know, being, uh, you know, not necessarily driven, but at least being like, you know, you're on time, you put in the work, you're showing yeah. that you're going to, you're going to, that you're continuing to like push yourself into learning. You're not just kind of keeping yourself on like a plateau. And for me, in a sense, that was kind of one of the reasons why uh, when I had this opportunity to work for train, that was one of the reasons I left was because um, it was, you know, there are other things, other benefits behind it. But for me, it was just like, I mean, I felt like I kind of hit like that plateau and I wanted to kind of step up my game in a sense and be like, all right, let's see what else is out there. And now it's like, oh, mm -hmm. now I'm working with chillers and now I'm working with, you know, larger pieces of equipment, things, stuff that I've never seen before. I mean, I've heard of these things, but now it's kind of, it's a whole new, it's a whole new realm out there now. Yeah, and I think like like I've had other guys like on the podcast. Like I, I started having guests on, and a lot of us end up talking about how a lot of techs probably have ADD, H, ADHD, or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and we can't sit still. We can't be you know anywhere too long. And and like you said, you went on to bigger things. You know, you're doing chillers and stuff like that. I. Personally, I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing as far as I like doing refrigeration more than I do like AC work. So I love, you know, getting into the new equipment. Um, we're starting to see a lot of digital stuff down here because we had a lot of uh, older mechanical stuff still. And uh, that's always the cool thing about the trade is is it's always challenging. It's very rewarding. Um, you know, that you don't always see the same thing. You get to see new things every day you get to travel. So that's something that's come up a lot when I've talked to other techs is like, we, we, we have a problem. We can't sit still. We can't be behind a desk or anything like that. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's one of the things I love about this too. And um, I'm actually going to be doing um, a presentation to some um, high school students here um, at the end of this month. Um, and they've had, I guess they've had some other presentations. Um, it's a specific group um, at the church I go to. And, but um 
my thing that I want to kind of hit on with them, at least with in a sense is, um, you know, obviously like these talk, like the same kind of talking points, which is like, you know, it's a very rewarding career. We get to travel and everything else. Um, mm -hmm. And for me too, it's almost like being in a trade allows you to learn these applicable skills that you can do take wherever you go. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, I mean, you know, everyone needs to have like their toilets, you know, the toilets flushing properly. Like if you got a clog, well, and you don't know how to use a toilet or an auger, well then, oh my gosh, then you need to call a plumber. And right there's yeah. like, you know, two, $300 just for something simple that you could, you know, if you knew what, how to work either a plunger properly or use a toilet auger, then you can do something or your light fixture kind of goes on the fritz and you need to fix it. I mean, or replace it. Well, instead of calling an electrician, you could just do it yourself. I mean, so, I mean, that's the thing. It's that I love about this field too. It's just like these, these skills that you kind of learn. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's not just, you know, when us as we're doing like, you know, you're doing refrigeration and I'm just doing like comfort cooling or process chillers. It's like, well, no, but we're doing electrical. We know how to do some plumbing. We kind of get tapped into all these different areas. I mean, I know that's why Ben makes that little joke semi-serious joke that we're the king of the trades because we kind yeah. of do a, a, a lot of it we kind of do kind of get into all that stuff um but still have our own little niche thing here yeah and i never thought about it like when i started and it's 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 true you do a little bit of plumbing you do a little electrical here and there and uh i think a lot of us want to be like the diy guys around the house you know we like i like to work on stuff around the house i work on my car um, I used to fix electronics. I just recently fixed, you know, my kid's iPad. You know, I, I like to take things apart and and work on stuff in general. So I think being that's why that's probably why I like being in HVAC so much. It's like um, it's mostly refrigeration and that's what I love to do. But you're going to see so many things. You got to deal with drains, um, different aspects of that and electrical disconnects you know you got if it's an issue with the ac or whatever is uh connected to it or related to it you got to work on it too mm -hmm. for sure yeah uh let me see <laughs> so like like today like you said you had a whole uh, video game addiction um i don't think i've had anything that severe myself um i know gil and other guys have talked about addiction too um the only the only issue that i have that i've always had is i don't like to be around too many people so i don't know if this is like an introvert thing or or something but i like i started freaking out a little bit so today we had a uh, a change out where we had to kind of subcontract or work with some other guys because uh, we had an issue with with the curb and and different things, and the unit they wanted to put in didn't fit, and we had a whole uh, we had a whole day there. Um, mm. So there was a whole bunch of people there. Um, they had like four or five guys out there that were doing the crane, the curb. They were kind of taking care of all that, and we were the ones that were going to start it up, uh, hook it up, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was a train unit, and um, <laughs> we we were there and. You know they were great they wanted to help they were helping us put it in all that good stuff i just i, I had to take a minute because i just and then everybody was handling my tools that got on my nerves a little bit too um and i just i don't know it it reminded me that i don't like to be around people too much um in big crowds so that's kind of something that i've had to deal with mm -hmm. and like i said i've been an introvert uh 
since I was, you know, younger. So when I got into the trade, I didn't mind being on rooftops alone. Um, that's probably another reason why I like doing HVAC. Uh, being on the roof alone, um, I didn't mind dealing with customers too much, but I had to learn and kind of, you know, get out of that. And I learned, I learned it from my dad. My dad can be best friends with anybody and, uh, you know, be more of a people's person and stuff like that. But today I just, I had to take a minute. Uh, like I said, there was like way too many people on the roof. I took a break. I have kind of figured out how to calm down. Um, I think you just got to figure out what yours is. I like to take little breaks here and there if I need it. Um, if you need to go out to the van and do a little yelling, you know, by yourself, you know, it's all good. Nobody's going to judge you. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, there's just different things that you can stress out about at work. Mine was kind of like, I guess it's kind of a minor thing. It's just an issue that I have. But like, if you're feeling pressured at work, if you have responsibilities at work, um, you know, if they're pushing you, like, just fix it. You know, I've, I've heard those stories, too. Uh, when they're out at a call and they're, they can't, maybe they don't, they're not trained well enough and their boss is just like, fix it, this and that, um, giving them like a ridiculous amount of calls to do in a day, take a minute to breathe. Um, everybody goes through stress at work. It's just, it's a common thing. If you need to go talk to somebody about it, that's fine. If you need to go yell in your van, it's fine too. It's, it's however you uh, want to deal with it. For sure. And, you know, it, I had to kind of chuckle because, I mean, if anyone, if people were handling my tools, you know, maybe without my permission or whatever, that would drive me nuts too. Where it's like, what, why are you, you know, because next thing you know, they're going to walk away or something <laughs> like that. So, I mean, I, yeah, I can get that. I mean, and I'm an introvert as well. Um, but for me, I've kind of learned to, I, I've always dealt well with people though. Um, I've always had like good um, relational skills in that sense. I think, I'm not sure. That's just like a kind of like a gift I have because I had, you know, working in residential field, there are customers, um, that would you know specifically ask for me or they, you know, even if I was like tied up because I had some other work to be done, well, they'd be like, nope, we'll wait. We'll wait till Mac can get out to here to, 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 to take a look at our, you know, to do our routine check or whatever, because, you know, they were like, you know, I had that trust in, with them. Um, and actually there was one, you know, one, one of my normal residential customers, I, I mean, like I did have to text her and say, Hey, by the way, I'm going to be leaving for a train. And she was like, oh, are you kidding me? Um, and there's a whole long story with that, but she was, you know, but you know, she was a little distraught about that fact. Like she was losing me in a sense because, you know, now she's got to have someone else from the company I was working for to come out and, and, and do it. I mean, and she, you know, and I gave her recommendations of who she should ask for next, but you know, yeah, you kind of build those, um, you do build those relationships and kind of build that rapport with people. And I've always kind of had that little, little bit of a knack for it in a sense, but yeah, when, if, if there's too many people in like one room, yeah, I'm just like, Nope, I, I, you know, I'll be standing <laughs> by the wall over here or by the bar or whatever. Like I'll be a wallflower for sure. Yeah. No, unless there's someone I know. Yeah. I'm just like, no, not nah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I'm, I guess I'm not the only one. And then there's people in the chat too, Steve. I don't do well with people either. Uh, where's this other one? I prefer working alone when I have uh, to work at a plant or a busy job site. It's the worst. I don't know. Some people just like uh, the whole rooftop aspect, which myself included, mm -hmm. where you're you're alone and you can just you can just think you have a clear mind when you're up there by yourself. Uh, I think that's the best way, you know, for me too. Oh, yeah. I love that, too. Yeah. We're, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I've been doing um, the other thing I've been doing is there's this. um what do I want to say? It's a grow facility. Um, 
that I've been dealing with a lot of startups out. And, and so, it's, yeah, that's kind of nice because, yeah, they're like, there might be a lot of activity going on, like, but directly beneath me, like with electricians or whomever else. But I'm up on the roof with just the HVAC equipment and there's like, you know, maybe a half dozen people on this sprawling roof. And it's like, this is nice. This is fine. I can just kind of do my own thing. You know, I'm up here to do the startups and it's like, well, what's going on down below? Well, we don't know, but we're just doing, we're just here to do the commissioning aspect, like duck work and everything else. That's that there's a subcontractor that's dealing with that. We're, we're just worrying about getting our, our equipment started up properly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've learned that aspect of it from my dad, as far as like, you know, building relationships uh, with, you know, the people that you see all the time, um, commercial work, it's like managers, area managers, I don't, we don't really see the owners too much, but uh, yeah, I've had to get over that and get into more like people skills, I guess. And it's a, it's a learning process. You got to be, no matter what you do in this trade, you're going to be uncomfortable at times. And it's, you know, it's you working on it, uh, building yourself as a tech and a person. And um, you know, if it's not for you, if you, if it, if it's really not for you, there's so many different avenues you can take in the trade. So if you don't like, you know, dealing with people, maybe you want to do commercial, be on a roof. Uh, if you do like dealing with people, because I've had some guys that do residential uh, strictly on the on the podcast. And that's what their favorite part of it is talking to homeowners all the time. Uh, they're regulars and having those like friendships, their relationships and they wouldn't or they they said they would go crazy if they were on a rooftop alone all the time <laughs> so everybody's everybody's different and that's why also when i was thinking about this podcast i was like i don't know if we have the same uh perspective on things but i've i've been learning from you know talking to different guys that some people like it this way some people like this part of the trade some people um want to have somebody to talk to all the time some People don't. They rather be alone. Uh, like I said, on a rooftop or in the van alone. You know, uh, where they don't have to, you know, talk to people. Everybody's different. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm like I would say I would definitely prefer like just being alone because then it's like I can listen to you know I like if I'm on the drive I can listen to podcast like listen to whatever I want to listen to just be in my own in my own headspace yeah. whatever you know and that. It's kind of funny because um, especially now with with, you know, being here at train um, everyone like everyone has their own vehicle. Like there's not there's not like there is no um, like riding along with somebody else. It's like, you know, you know, you're it's like you it's like there's two of you guys going to this job site. You're both rolling up in your trucks. You know, it's just the way it works because everyone has their own setups or whatever. So it's just easier. And that's just how they operate. Um, so it, it yeah, it's uh, it, I'm, there's a lot of things I'm learning as well. with But um it's it, it is definitely interesting to see you know different personalities like different aspects of the field or even like say um everyone has their quirks i mean every, we all have our quirks here's what here's what i have here's my theory of life just quick my theory of life is there is no one that is totally normal everyone is weird in their own way i'm just putting yes. it out there now we we're all weird all right so I mean, it's just a matter of what is your weirdness and what is your quirkiness <laughs> and just accept it and just roll with it um because if we were all normal, then this would be a very boring world. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it would be very boring. <laughs> uh, HVAC teacher, I personally love doing residential and light commercial, talking with customers and being alone on the roof, jamming to music. That kind of sounds like like me right there, too. 
um, that if I do kitchen refrigeration, so on a, depending on the day, like yesterday, I was in a lot of kitchens working on a lot of uh, small coolers and stuff. So I deal with like the cooks and the people in the kitchen. So that's where I get my uh, interactions. And then like another day I could be on the roof all day. Like I was doing maintenance last week, all week. I was alone. You know, I had headphones on just doing my thing, you know, getting through the day. And then, like he said, jamming to music is like if I have a I have a lot of uh, long drives. So I either have, you know, some good music playing or a podcast going. And I would rather be, you know, by myself where I can just crank it up and just like enjoy my drive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, normally I like to um you see what's going on here what's going on but today for example like i was punch i was punching chiller tubes and that's very monotonous i mean for anyone that (laughs) might know you know or has ever done it it is a very monotonous tedious thing um and so i i mean i had like i just had like my i have like some wireless earbuds and i just pop those in and i'm listening to music because i was like you know what this is gonna be dry and boring anyway (laughs) i might as well at least at least make it somewhat more interesting by at least having some good tunes in my ears while i'm while i'm cleaning these chiller tubes here yeah, uh, HVAC 101, uncomfortable equals growth. I uh, highly agree. Totally. Yeah, I mean, if you're as if you're not putting on, yeah, if you're not in an uncomfortable spot or put in uncomfortable situations, then yeah, you're not going to learn, and you're not. Gonna, it's not going to stretch you. That's just it. You know, I mean, it's good to know your limits, but some in some ways though, it's nice to kind of stretch those out a little bit and say, um. You know, where can I, where, you know, is this a a learning experience or is this a place where I can, I can grow as a person or is it like a, again, like those boundaries, like, is this a hard limit where it's like, I really shouldn't cross it? Or is this something where it's like, well, no, this, this is going to be something that could be good for me. And I mean, I've been in plenty of those situations too, where it's almost like, well, I've not ever, you know, I mean, you know, I never, I never say the words to, uh, to an actual person where it's like, well, I've never seen this before, but it's more like, you know, well, I'll take, I always, you know, I always say, well, I'll take a look and see what I can figure out. And then it's like, all right, I'm going online, looking up some manuals, <laughs> trying to figure out what I can. And if I can't figure it out, then I mean, then I'm on the phone with someone else saying, Hey, here's what I'm looking at. Can you, you know, give me a hand with it with, can you give me a hand with this? Um, so, I mean, that's, that's just it. It's, you know, I, I always prefer to do my own research um, to try and figure out what is, what a problem was before I would even call like tech support or um or another coworker because like i'd rather just try if i can learn it myself then it'll stick it sticks better with me if i learn and do it myself versus just someone Mm -hmm. just kind of giving me the answer yeah i had to deal with that a lot i mean i I still do right every every time something new comes out um you're not going to know you know what's going on if it goes down that's what manuals are for um i do the same thing i've always done that where I, i try to look up the manual on my phone read as much as i can on it uh even if i have to go out to the van to do it and then go and try and tackle it but when i started um you know everything was new to me uh i didn't know what to do a lot of the times and a lot of times i was alone i was the type of person who did not like calling other people or technical support so a lot of times i try to you know challenge myself but i had to get over that I don't know if it was a pride thing or what, but uh, <laughs> I was, I just did not want to call tech support or even I had some guys numbers when I started to. And I was like, you know what, if, if it's, it's not a bad thing, if I don't know it, I need to reach out to somebody who can help me. Cause 
worse. It's it's going to be worse if I just don't fix the thing. So let me, you know, get the help that I need. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And there are certain times where um, certain like different pieces of equipment where it's almost like if I can't say like, like I'll just, you know, throw an example, like a ductless system, you know, um, depending on what the manufacturer is, some of them at least have like some kind of like troubleshooting guides or whatever. And sometimes you can get what you, you know, you can, you know, use like a flow chart or some sort and say, okay, well, here's what I've eliminated. Well, then it's like, well, okay, I've eliminated this possibility, but then this is what they've given me, but I still haven't found the problem. Then I'm calling their tech support and saying, what's going on? And then sometimes it's like, oh, you know, you need to check this thing on the board or whatever. And then it's like, oh, well, okay. You know, so it, it, you know, troubleshooting guy, I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes these manufacturers, I think they just kind of like to have their own little secrets and say, oh no, we're not going to, we're not going to give you this little nugget that you should know, but you know, you need to call, you need to call us for that. And <laughs> I find that a little irritating at times, but sometimes, sometimes I have some tech support though. And that's always fun. Cause then it's like, oh, you don't even know what the problem is. Oh, that's good. I don't feel, now I don't feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had good and bad luck with tech support. Have you tried uh, that blue on one? I did once. Um, I, and I always and I always forgot about them most of the time yeah. because I didn't really need. I wouldn't necessarily need tech support that madly. Um, but typically, when I whenever I would call tech support, typically you know, whenever I was calling tech support, it was typically for like for Fujitsu. Um, mm-hmm. actually, or just ductless, ductless systems is what else I'll, I'll just say, because, you know, it's all, it's all computerized. It's all board. So if you're not looking, if you're not looking for the right input and output on the thing, well, then you don't know, you know, you don't, you could be chasing your tail because there's all sorts of connection points on those things. And, you know, and I had one, um, where it was a trained ductless unit. And then I had, I, you know, I was on the phone with the guy and he was like, and I was like, oh, this reading just spiked up. He goes, well, that's weird. And he goes, check your compressor. And sure enough, the compressor is grounded. But the time I was there before, the guy I was ta- talking to didn't even tell me that. And I always kind of, and sometimes you always, you can, it can be easy to almost overlook those simple things. You're mm-hmm. thinking, okay, this is a ductless unit. It's got oh, this board. There's probably something wrong with the board or whatever. And next thing you know, it's like, oh no, you have a, a grounded compressor. <laughs> but it's because of the, those, the way those inverters work, they don't trip or break or anything. They just kind of try to ramp up and then they're like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I haven't tried blue on myself, but I've heard good things i guess uh and somebody told me that you need credits or something to to actually get tech support i don't know how that works i don't know how that works either i mean i did try it one time um but that was a weird situation um this is this is an oddball situation that i had it was a couple years ago i had um i had replaced the ignition board in this old what was it it was an old um ream i think it was an old it was an old ream furnace like from like Oh, the 90s or early 2000s replaced the board um and i'd done it in air conditioning season and then when i went to run it in heating it didn't work like nothing was working well here what happened when i called the tech support and they're like oh well, we're not sure well here what happened was the supplier sold me a board but they didn't they failed to tell me that oh by the way there's like this adapter kit that you need for the flame sensor so that it's grounded properly because the old way that they were doing it was like through the neutral and it's this weird thing and then i was like oh so the supplier didn't give me all the stuff I needed to fully retro to make, you know, to fully um, retrofit this new board for the furnace. And that was just a frustrating situation. That's the only time I've, the time I've ever called blue on, honestly. Um, I always forget about, I always forget about them until like I get like some text or whatever. And it's like, Oh yeah, by the way. And I'm going, Oh yeah, you guys do exist. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw them on, on Gil's show and they're, they're 
partnering partnering with some uh, CRM software. So they're they're really branching out there. I just I don't think I've dealt with their tech support at all yet. So maybe uh, soon. I think I think when I did look, they didn't have the equipment that I was seeing. So I kind of mm-hmm. just like stopped looking. But I think they've added a lot of stuff. So I mean, maybe later down the line, I'll, I'll check them out. But um, <laughs> let's see. Ryan, I like when I can understand the tech support person. Sometimes I simply cannot understand. Yeah, I get frustrated yes. too. Like I'll be like, "Yeah, thank you." You know, bye. <laughs> like if 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 we're if we're not getting anywhere, if they're not making any sense, like I try to be as clear as I can when I when I do call tech support. And I'll admit, when I you know when I was a rookie or when I started, um, I was never prepared. You know, I I kind of learned that quickly. You know, you got to have all your readings your you know everything down to a t so that they know what's working and what's not working mm-hmm. and uh after i got my you know i got my shit together and then i was prepared i would get annoyed when they weren't or they i don't know if, if i didn't understand them if they weren't making any sense i'm like you know thank you for your time i'll figure it out myself yeah for sure a frustrating story i have with tech support was um Here's here's what I here's what I learned just just as just as like the just the too long too long version is don't be trying to call tech support the week between Christmas and New Year's <laughs> because everyone's taking a vacation and it just it just tanks because I tried calling Mitsubishi tech support uh, this is I'm a gosh like five years ago probably more than that but anyway it was a pain in the butt because like I'd call them and then like be put in the queue and then they'd be calling me back like five six hours later and it was just terrible. Yeah, it was, it was just, it was just awful. It, it was just, it was such a frustrating thing because then they're like, well, are you on site? I'm like, no, like I didn't, I'm not going to sit around this site and have this customer pay for me to sit around five, six hours and wait for you to call. Like, no. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that there again, I mean, that's where it's like, I mean, I know like that's the thing with blue on that they say is like, you know, oh, someone went to the phone within two minutes. Um, like I said, I've only ever done that once. Um, but yeah, it, it, that, that is, it is a frustrating thing when you're trying to figure out something like that. And then it's like, oh, well, all right. I, yeah, I've had those where it's like, we're, we're getting nowhere. I'll just, you know, I, I'm better off doing it myself. <laughs> I'll sit here another hour and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, and that's probably another reason. I Like, I wish Blue On was around when I started. I think I needed it more back then than I do now. I think now I have a pretty good grasp of things. You know, and, you know, if... Like I had a, I do more walk-ins and stuff. So I had that whole uh, Intelligen by Heatcraft and we put a few of those in and they've been great for the most part, but I had one that would either have the electronic expansion valve all the way closed or all the way open and never regulated it. I don't know what the problem was. They never gave me a straight answer, but I was like, well, whatever. They sent me the the valve itself and the board as a precautionary, I guess I replaced the valve. Cause that's what they told me was wrong with it. After I gave them my readings and stuff still didn't work completely shut. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to replace the board on a whim, right? Replace the board. And it worked and it's been working <laughs> ever since. And I'm like, they never told me why or how to check it. So I'm like, okay, like that was probably the hardest or the most frustrating call that I've had recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I try to go through their tech support or whoever at Heatcraft, you know, was what I was talking to. And 
they didn't even, even have an answer and they thought it was a valve. I was like, let me just replace a board because I don't know what else it could be. That kicked it on. It's been regulating. It keeps the superheat great. I don't know. The digital stuff, you got to be careful with a little bit. Oh, yeah. And especially now um, with, with COVID, I think with, um, with with quality control, like I was just saying, it's you know, kind of at the top of this. Was talking about quality control stuff. It's just like you know, sometimes this these this stuff that's getting put out there is not the great and the greatest because they're just trying to get you know some of these manufacturers are so desperate to try and get stuff out that they're almost like oh, I swear they're like cutting some corners here and there to get their oh, stuff yeah. out and then and then they're missing and then they're missing things and then you know then you have like a problem like like you were saying you got to have like a had a faulty board obviously that wasn't that wasn't telling the the expansion valve to open and close properly or to kind of like regulate itself to kind of keep that superheat where it needed to be. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's like, and I'm seeing, like I said, I've seen that too, where the example of um, one of the very first startups I did for train was, um, you know, it's like there were a couple screw, like there were a couple, um, wires on a VFD that weren't even in the terminals. Like the terminals weren't even tightened down, like, you know, stuff like that, or the insulation inside the panel was, had fallen down. So we had to take the panel off the top, you know, peel the, oh. you know, kind of peel, pull it back a little bit. We have, you know, had like to take some spray adhesive spray it down spray everything back down and basically like re-glue it to basically get it back to where it needed to be you know i mean but the fortune now the fortunate thing for me anyway um with working for train is like i can put in alerts to the to the actually to the factory and say hey factory you screwed up here's how you <laughs> should you know here's what you need to do you know and then say here's what i suggest you do to kind of fix this um and you know another thing we happened was like we just were working on a unit and the one of the ac circuits was flat like there was no charge in it mm. and we found the leak it was just a poor and it was a poorly brazed joint on going onto one of the onto one of the headers and it was one of those things where it's like it, yeah it might have held pressure but you know the i you know i my the recommendation my rec, my suggestive action was hey by the way you guys in the factory use a micron gauge you would have found this out, you know, you would have found out yeah. that there was something not right if you'd been using a micron gauge, because I can know full <laughs> well they're not, you know, but that's just because they're just, you know, they have a process where it's just like, you know, put it on the pump for X amount of time and then take it off and charge it up and carry on, you know, move on to the next thing. So, yeah, it's 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 funny, you know, to see the stuff that, you know, I basically can say, you know, it's like people complain about things that might be wrong with the unit. It's like, well, yeah, but I can I can actually say something about it to the fracture directly <laughs> and say, hey, get your act together. Maybe whether yeah. they listen, whether they listen or not is another story, but <laughs> I can at least say I did my part. Uh, yeah, like we we had to put in, like I, most of our customers buy their own equipment, so we deal with a, a vast uh, range. You know, we deal with Daikin, Train. Uh, I guess not so much Carrier, too much like recently, but I've had that issue with with the Daikin, Daikin, whatever you call mm -hmm. them. Uh, where the insulation just or like as soon as we put it in the insulation's already come off the on the panel so we have to mm -hmm. put it back ourselves as well and i already know if we put in a new one like we put one in a few months ago i was like let me look at the panels sure enough the insulation was already coming off um so we learned those things and then uh recently we put in an ice machine and then uh one of our guys was well i was helping one of our guys was putting it in self-contained unit should have been in and out and he was having issues where it wouldn't drop ice. So I was like, okay, let me check it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm reading, you know, I'm checking the temperature of the water, you know, seeing if it's, if it, if it's even getting cold. And then I'm like, you know what, let me, let's check pressures. Let's check, you know, some things that we 
shouldn't have to on a new mm -hmm. unit. And I'm like, dude, you're you're low on charge. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, it's not much, but you're low on charge. Sure enough, he had to add charge and it dropped uh, instantly. Made ice. Perfect. So I was like, we have a leak. We know we couldn't get to it that day, but it's brand new and it had a leak in the condenser. I found it shortly after, patched it up. You know, I did my job. But uh, some of the stuff coming out is is not up to standards, I guess. No, definitely not. I mean, I know, uh, I think it was, um, Mit I think, you know, it was kind of like Mitsubishi, it was Mitsubishi. I know that they said, you know, we're not, we're, you know, even though like everything kind of came to a halt with COVID and everything, they, I think they were one of the manufacturers that said, we're not stopping what we're doing because we're going to keep our quality control the same as it has been, because if we don't, then we're going to have problems and then we're going to have a crap ton of warranty calls and no one yep. wants that. And I was like, good on you. Like, I mean, I mean, yeah, it stinks that, you know, people might have to wait, you know, if you, if they're like one of those diamond dealers or whatever, you know, that oh, they yeah. might have to wait for equipment order, but at the same time, it's like, yes, but then you can at least have that confidence in saying this equipment still is meeting their quality control standards. I have confidence when I'm putting this piece of equipment in that it doesn't have some kind of defect with it. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know. How do you handle, you're stressed at work or do you even get stressed at your current job? I, really? I feel like, yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I've been, I've been very fortunate, um, with where I, with where I was before and where I am now, where it's, it was, it's not very, it was very low stress. I mean, yeah, there were times when, um, like where I was before with this, you know, this residential comp residential like commercial company where like we'd had like a heat wave come through and then, you know, we got swamped with a bunch of calls or whatever. Um, but for me, it was more like, I think I said this, maybe I forget who I said this to, but for me, I, my, my focus has always been just like, look, I'm focusing on this call right now. Like I'm not worrying about whatever is going on at the office. It's like, look, I need to worry about this call right now. Once I get done with this call, then I will move on to the next thing. Um, and so that's, you know, that for me is like kind of like innocent how I dealt with necessary stress. But I mean, again, like you, I love this field. I enjoy it greatly. So for me, it's just like, oh, there's work to be had. Oh, that's no big deal. The stress on that front was more is more with um, I was more for my is more for my wife and family just because like she um, she's she she stays with the kids. She stays in the homeschools, the kids and is a stay at home mom, basically. Um, and so for her, it's like, you know, that's the stress is more on her end than my end. Um, just because if I'm not there to help her, like to kind of like give her that reprieve, it's, you know, that, that, then that's, you know, that's a stressor on her. But um, generally though, yeah, it's not, it's been a very relaxed atmosphere. I even went in today to say something about like, oh, you know, there were these parts that were supposed to have been picked up for a job, but I ended up using these parts for the job that, you know, that I went to, to pick up and then we're going to need some other parts or whatever. And the dispatcher was just like, it's fine. We have extra things here. We don't get worked up over stupid shit here. I'm just like, this is this is a welcome reprieve. Like something, you know, because if I, you know, if I went to the other places where it's like, you know, the parts weren't there or something like that, it's you know, sometimes people can get into a frenzy and they're like, oh my gosh, well, we need to figure out what happened and ah, uh, you know, and this is just like they're yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, it ain't no thing. I'm like, <laughs> dang, this is nice. I like this. Yeah. So like, I that's what I was saying. These businesses have to have that work environment, right? Like. Mm -hmm. You can't put too much pressure on your techs. You can't overwork them. You can't expect all this to fall on the tech. You know, um, 
if something's not working out, if something's not right, there's always a next day or send somebody else. Um, there's, there's no need to get worked up over uh, a call here and there. So that's good. You know, good work environments, I think go a long way. Um, there's guys that I've seen on Instagram uh, that run a business and they have, you know, great work environments. They have like cookouts, they have uh, little, uh, what do you call it? Work parties, you know, Mm-hmm. They incent- incentivize the techs for good work, low callbacks, you know, stuff like that. And that's that's always great because um, if you're in a high stress level environment, I mean, that just that does no good to anybody. Um, and like you're going to run your techs out of the out of the company, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. And I mean, I would, like I said, I mean, I've heard those horror, the same horror stories where it's like, you know, oh my gosh, like, you know, oh, I just got done working, you know, a 12 hour shift and now I have to go in and then, you know, I'm working another, you know, say like 16 or whatever. I mean, and the worst that I ever had was, I think I worked, it was like a, it was like a really cold weekend one year. And I ended up having like, I think at like 20 hours of overtime just because of how the weekend worked out for me. But, you know, at that point, you know, it was that, that, that was the worst I've ever had as far as like, you know, crazy overtime or just like having some kind of crazy working hours for the most part it's i mean i guess yeah i guess i've just been i've just been fortunate <laughs> really fortunate that i've been in um a couple of places you know at least you know where it's just been like you know yeah it is what it is you know the calls are what they are that sort of thing and you know i punt i would you know put my eight hours in and carry on and that sort of thing um but i know like um, one of the re- one another well, one of the reason another reason that I was looking at going to train or at least somewhere else was just because um, things were like re- were really slow um, this like this past winter just because uh, around here it was a really mild winter didn't get terribly cold like we were kind of in the 40s a lot and that's that's really that's relatively warm for this area um, mm-hmm. and so things were just like had, had come down to a, a, a decent slowdown so there wasn't like there was work but it wasn't it was kind of hit and miss, especially on what I would call on our service side. And so it was, it was, there are those times where it's like, it's down like that, where I'm just, it was like, it kind of gets a little frustrating when, when it's that slow, um, when you're just kind of like doing like uh, almost in a sense grunt work. Um, but again, you know, I, it's kind of nice to in some, some way to have those slower periods. Cause then it does give you that time to kind of regroup and to kind of uh, um, to, to kind of recharge in a sense. Now I just saw that someone was saying, you know, I'll sleep when I die. <laughs> that's that's not the healthy response come on yeah (laughs) when you when you first get into the trade hustle you know get all the work you can in and then figure out how to separate it and and make time for your family and and you know kids that you might have uh i used to be like that man i used to be like i i'm superman i can knock all these calls out i'll work all day all night uh you know, I used to be like that not get enough sleep. And then like, you know, you have to realize you can't do that forever. So, um, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your body and your work will improve, you know, drastically in my mind. Absolutely. Uh, Jennifer, I get it. I'm home teaching my kids and others from my community three days a week and work the other four days, which is easier. (laughs) Uh, Jennifer does a lot. She uh, she runs a business with her husband. Mm-hmm. She 
teaches and she does all this other stuff for women in the trade. Um, so she has a full plate over there. Sounds like it. Jennifer's phone died. She's still here though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Uh, we're a little over an hour. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, if you have anything you want to, you want to say, uh, like I said, Matt does have a podcast. If you guys want to go check that out, trade therapy, they get a little more in depth over there. Um, you know, he's had some great guys on there talk about the stuff that they go through. And you just had Brandy on with you and Gary, I believe. Yep. And I, I think it's available on yours too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Gary, we have done a couple episodes with Gary um, mm -hmm. where and he's kind enough then to share the audio with me because basically it's, it's almost like in a way to a better way to kind of get the message out there because you know there might be people that might listen to my podcast that don't listen to his yeah. podcast and vice versa so yeah he's kind enough to share the audio with me on that front um to kind of to help get that like that message out there specifically on that like as far as like this whole um abuse thing like work abuse thing to kind of get that out there um yeah and like i said my, the you know the trade therapy thing it's you know i i, I put it out there on basically almost any major platform that i could think of um you know if there's you know if you go on anchor it's it can be found easily apple podcast google podcast that sort of thing but again yeah it's it's, mm -hmm. it's mostly to kind of get stories of trades people like what kind of issues have they dealt with and to get their stories and in some ways like there have been some people that i've reached out to um and they're just not quite ready yet i mean they're mm -hmm. and i respect that too like there's some people that they're just like look you know I, I where i've seen them where they're like you know it's like i can clearly tell they're dealing with something or they have dealt with something and they're still dealing with it in some way and i've said hey would you be willing to share your story they say i'd love to but not yet like i'm just not in that mental place yet and i'm like you know what oh, that's fine and that makes it and for me it makes it difficult but at the same time i have to respect those boundaries where mm -hmm. they're just saying you know what i'm not ready yet to share the story and i'm like you know what that's cool whenever you're ready i would love to hear it yeah that's why uh like i said i, I listened to the show that you had with uh brandy which is uh very important to get out uh for you guys that are listening that's a whole other uh beast because she's dealing with harassment and different things in the workplace as a woman and I actually did reach out to her too. So I'm glad that she's um, being open about it. Cause I think it's, like you said, people need to hear these stories and uh, realize what's going on because it's not talked about enough. And if we can get it out there at least to have people talking about it. That's, you know, a great thing that you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. All right, man. So I'm going to probably end this. Um, if you want to, take off that's cool i'm just gonna do like a little outro with the with the chat real quick so i appreciate you coming on thank you for your time and it was a great uh chat yeah thanks for having me on adrian this is really good thank you for having me all right man i'll all see right. you yep see ya all right guys that was matt like i said check out his podcast uh trade therapy if you guys uh want to listen to this on the go it's all my uh, podcast is also up. It'll be up tomorrow. Um, appreciate everybody in the chat who came through Steve, uh, Valentino, uh, Jennifer. I know they said her phone died, but, um, appreciate everybody here. Tech tie C young, all the usuals stay safe out there. Um, listen to your body, take care of yourself. 
it's okay. You're going to be stressed. You're going to be frustrated at work. These are all normal things. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Maru, Maru, I see you. Uh, Mel, Ryan, good stuff. And uh, I'll see you guys. Let me uh, end the show here.